Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Tech and Real Estate News Podcast, where we get to dive deep on recent trends within real estate and technology. This week's topics, we're going to discuss real estate web scraping and legal triumphs that it's recently had, how labor shortages are pushing for tech disruption in new development, and a case study to identify emerging markets using permit data. My name is Ariel Herrera with the Analytics Ariel channel, where we bridge the gap between real estate and technology. If you haven't already, please join the Tech and Real Estate Facebook group, where I'm posting all the latest news content as I see it, and we're discussing as a group trends and analytics. All right, let's get started. The first article comes from one of our members from the Tech and Real Estate Facebook group, and it's from TechCrunch, and it states, Web scraping is legal. U.S. Appeals Court reaffirms. And before I dive into what that means, as an overview in real estate, web scraping is used very often. What web scraping does is that it takes elements from a web page and it allows you to extract that data and input it so that you can easily consume it, say in like a Excel CSV file. For example, say if we wanted to get all for sale properties that are listed on Zillow, we would have to go to Zillow.com and manually go to inside each of the properties that are for sale and grab information like beds, bathrooms, square foot, and more. However, with web scraping, we could actually automate that whole process with only a few lines of code in a language like Python. If you've been following for a period of time, you know that we could even take it a step further by getting this data straight from APIs. Now, the problem that we've consistently faced with web scraping is we have websites blocking the process. So every time we built up a script to auto extract this data, a website then puts a blocker and this code needs to be rewritten. There's also a lot of legality in these websites stating, hey, you're taking information from our website. It's not allowed and we're going to sue you for it. However, in this case, the U.S. Appeals Court ruled that scraping publicly accessible data is not in violation of the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act. They stated when a computer or website's gates are up and therefore information is publicly accessible, no authorization is required. So this is helpful for people like us who are consuming the data, whether it's getting for sale properties on Zillow or it's getting tax liens from our county website. If the U.S. Supreme Court is on our side that this data is already available, web scraping should be fine. Now, I don't condone bots that are just overloading traffic. For example, if you built some sort of bot to ping Zillow a thousand times a second, that could potentially crash their system. And especially for a county website, it could bring everything down, leading to people not being able to get in regularly just to make a tax payment. So if you are involved in creating any web scraping tools, just be mindful to have best practices around it. The next article comes from TechCrunch as well, and it states investors discuss labor shortage is shaking up the construction tech stack. So after the pandemic, there was a large labor shortage. A lot of those contact workers were not able to be on site to visualize what was going on in the construction. And without that visibility, it was difficult to really assess what risks were occurring and if they were able to deliver their projects on time. 
This pain point, alongside rising costs of raw materials, led the industry of construction to scramble for solutions to bridge these gaps. And this is where software companies came in in order to implement data collection, automation, and data analysis in the current space of the construction industry. The construction industry really took a hard look to understand what are ways that they can use to automate new home construction as well. Can they use 3D printing? Can they use robotics in some sense? Are there ways that they could use robotics, for example, to fill the massive labor shortage and drive down construction cycles? One of the leading partners in Speedinvest, which is a company that focuses on technology in the construction industry, stated, governments not only in the U.S. but also in Germany will play a huge role. There is a massive backlog in infrastructure investments that now need to be pushed forward to trigger massive investments. This is a clear tendency to make building information modeling for public construction projects, and there will be continued and growing pressure from governments to measure and minimize environmental impact and carbon footprint going forward, be it with recycling quotas or carbon emissions targets. New tech will help solve many ways. I find this super, super interesting. Not only is this for a particular market in the U.S., but all the U.S. and across the world as well. We're looking for solutions to be able to develop new construction at a low cost and fast. And data and robotics go hand in hand in order to create that solution. What comes to mind immediately for me is the housing shortage. There's not enough houses being constructed for a demand in the U.S. There's been a lot of discussion if counties are going to allow accessory dwelling units, also known as ADUs, to be placed on site on residential property. For example, if you were to convert your single family home and take the basement or the garage and make it into a rental legally by your county, you may not be allowed to do that. You also may not be allowed to make a standalone mother-in-law suite. However, if your county decides to expand these laws, this could really be a solution to the supply housing crisis that we currently face. And imagine in the future, if we're able to build ADUs on our property for very low cost and very quickly, I think it's definitely in scope and I'm going to keep my eyes on this space. The last article that I read was on the Medium by Jordan Bean called Identifying Hotspot Real Estate Areas with Analytics. I found this analysis to be very interesting and original. Jordan Bean is a data scientist and he did an independent study to look into his own market, Raleigh, North Carolina. Raleigh has had expansive amount of growth in such a short period of time. Jordan's mind frame was, okay, I'm in a fast growing city. The median property values are skyrocketing. Where are developers going to go next? As we know, really hot markets usually the suburb towns around them or just towns that are close by, easy to access, start to get populated as well as workers within these cities decide to move out with their families and look for more affordable living. So what Jordan did is that he went to get data from city permit as well as census block data. And he overlaid this information of permitting on his map of Raleigh City. By looking at data over a 10 year time frame, he was able to map out millions of dollars being poured into new construction 
through permits and identify what would be the next area close to Raleigh, North Carolina that would have more development and likely be an emerging market. Ultimately, he noticed that activity was moving towards south in Raleigh after a decade as downtown ran out of development opportunity. I am very happy to say we are going to have Jordan Bean as a special guest on the podcast to get a more in-depth analysis as I believe we can learn a lot more from this approach. This can help us to remain within our market, even if it's starting to get very hot, but to understand what coming trends and new hotspots will emerge. So what's coming up next for the Analytics Ariel channel? I've spoken a little bit about this before, but I'm making a push to get into wholesaling. And in this, I want to have my business as automated as possible, not to eliminate the people aspect, but since I do still work a full-time job, I need to make this with as little amount of manual intervention as possible. So I've explored several different CRMs, including Podio and HubSpot, and as well as Zoho. So far, I think Zoho is going to be my main CRM, just because I'm able to add functions and webhooks and use a programming language called Dilute, which is not too hard to pick up. So in this, I plan to have some more videos around if you're using Zoho as a CRM, whether it's for wholesaling or for your own investment business, how to automatically get property data. So say if you had just a list of addresses, maybe you pull this from list source. It's a list of those who are behind in their tax payments. I want the availability that you're able to push this into a CRM, automatically get property data like Zestimate, rents estimate, calculate cash flow, zoning, lot size, and more. Once this hits, I want to automatically skip trace these properties to get the owners and their phone numbers as well as emails. And then once you have the property owner, send an SMS text. So definitely check out those videos. I'll be posting them on YouTube as well as having how-to blogs on the medium to follow. And for the weekend plans, super excited. My cousin is here to visit from New York. So we'll be spending some time in the sun as a group. And it'll be my last weekend in Florida for a bit of time as I'm going up to New Jersey to visit some family pretty soon. I hope you have a great weekend. And if you haven't already, please join the Facebook group called Tech and Real Estate to get the latest news and join in our discussion. Thanks so much and see you next week.